I'm Paul Lancor with PodTech.net, and here with me today is Lowell Alcorn. He's a managing director with Bearing Point. Lowell, thanks for taking some time out to speak with us today. Thanks, Paul. We're talking about loss mitigation, a topic which is particularly of interest at this time. And I'm wondering right off the bat if you could tell us what the big lessons that executives in the lending and leasing business can learn from the recent events that have been in the news all over the place in terms of uh, the financial crisis we're facing. Well, Paul, I think there are probably several, but I, I think there are two in particular, at least from my point of view, that come to mind. And one is just improving the risk management reporting and data that, that lenders have and lenders use. In uh, many cases, we've seen executives come out and state that their company is, as a lender, they're in good shape, don't need capital, only to a week later or two weeks later report quite large losses. And, and many times I think it's been very difficult to get the data and have the internal capability to uh, really understand the risk and be able to report and be very transparent about what those risks are to the uh, you know internally and externally. The second uh, lesson I think is related to uh, loss mitigation and just how aggressive loss mitigation operations need to be for these lenders and then. I'll give some, first of all, just loss mitigation is when a loan becomes delinquent, the servicer is trying to work with the borrower. The borrower wants to either stay in their home or sell their home in some cases. And is there a type of arrangement that will allow a borrower to get back current? And there, there are a number of alternatives that can be offered to borrowers to re- temporarily reduce their payment change interest rates, accept less than what the loan balance is on a short sale of a home. And the reason I say they need to be more aggressive, I'll give you uh, some of our lenders have had loans that go into foreclosure, a pretty high percentage, at least in my opinion, 30 to 40 percent of those loans. No one from the servicer has actually talked to the borrower. They've never even had a chance to have that conversation about saving their house, or what could they do to either sell the house or to stay in the house. So I think servicers really need to gear up, and investors need to support the servicers in doing this uh, around uh, direct marketing and communication to the borrower, to being very specific about what the alternatives are when they get the borrower on the phone. Not a lot of follow-up or mailing documents. I think they lose the opportunity. They need to be able to fulfill those opportunities very quickly. In a lot of cases, I think uh, as servicers and investors can work together to come up with a lot more offers out and products to offer the borrowers so that they have more opportunities to say stay in their home to save their house. So, Lowell, we're in a crisis mode right now, and people are dealing with some of the situations they're faced with right now in that regard. But uh, given the lessons that we can take away from this, how can we ensure in the future that when faced with a crisis like this, that we're in a better position to be able to deal with it? First of all, I think that's an excellent question that the industry should be thinking about. And it's pretty hard to think like that when you're really in the middle of this crisis of trying to, you know, basically survive or put organizations together and to uh, really uh, preserve capital. But I think the industry and the bailout plan will help all parties work through the crisis But I think structurally, looking forward, that there are some very 
very clear uh, process changes that need to be made. There are some uh, incentive and partnership changes, I think, that need to be made. And, th and those are the things, I think, that will keep this from happening again. So in particular, the way, this, the way that the, the environment now, as loans are securitized and put together, there's a great emphasis, uh, or the emphasis is to, and incentives are around putting the deal together and selling the loans or selling the security. You know, after that, it's really the person that buys the security that has the greatest risk but relies on more, the mortgage servicers in particular to service those loans and to go through their prescriptive processes for loss mitigation, collections, and default management. And I think that's where a lot of the structural differences need to take place. I think that securitization documents need to be uh, reviewed and potentially those rewritten as an example, to contemplate the uh, potential need and requirement for more aggressive loss mitigation activities that I was uh, referring to earlier, and that the incentives for those need to be reviewed and be, need to be much higher than they are right now. So I think that, that that's an example. I think, secondly, I think the investors, the people that own the loans, Need and, and servicers need to form a tighter relationship and have some uh, more uh, common incentives about the performance of, of the loan security. So I think that right now there's a pretty hard and fast agreement about what the servicer will do. I think the investor needs to have the, the leeway and the, uh, to say, hey, if there are some things related to uh, loss mitigation, that can be, uh, you know, unfunded or incentive provided uh, related to uh, procedures that need to be done. Out that that needs to be part of the agreement and part of the arrangement. Right now, is really contractually based, and I think it still needs to be contractually based. It just needs to be more flexibility in the agreement and in the compensation and incentives to provide for more loss mitigation. So I think that's a fundamental change, I think, that would make this same situation from being the huge impact that it is this time. And with those fundamental changes, what will the effect be on the end customer? Paul, the, the biggest impact to the end customer right now is when housing prices go through these wild swings. You know, a lot of that is based on, uh, you know, really supply and demand. When there are a lot of defaults, all of a sudden... Uh, there's much more supply than there is in demand, and, and uh, when it happens very quickly and housing prices fall very quickly, there are, there's a lot of uncertainty about really even what, what is a market price for a house in, in some cases, and it makes houses very difficult to buy or sell. So I think benefit number one is to keep from this big flood of fluctuations in the market, pricing, to keep this big flood of supply from coming on the market by allowing people to uh, have some more flexibility about staying in their house. And I think number one benefit will be uh, greater stability in housing prices. That's number one. I think the other impact is the days of having stated income, uh, low documentation loans, those are uh, having uh, very low or no down payment uh, type loans that certainly in the near term, I think those days are, are going to be uh, gone or that's, there's going to be a great big pullback on that, uh, those products and those alternatives. So 
think uh, end customers going to have to uh, to show a lot more documentation when they go to get a loan going in the near term. So, any final thoughts you want to leave with our audience here today, Law? What this cycle is teaching us is, from an operational perspective, I really would go back to those two things that I mentioned at the beginning: the improved risk management and reporting really uh, and being uh, transparent about that, you know, internally and externally for lenders. And I think the second thing is related to that very, very aggressive loss mitigation that needs to uh, be implemented by the servicers. That could have made a tremendous impact on this cycle. While a lot of it did happen, it was nowhere near the levels it could have been to reduce the crisis that's happening right now. Great, Lowell. Thank you very much for taking time out and speaking with us today. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for the opportunity. Lowell Alcorn is a managing director with Bearing Point.